Welcome to Still Pretty, a Buffy the Vampire Slayer podcast from Chipperish Media. I'm story expert and unpaid substitute computer teacher, Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm film scholar and swim groupie, Noelle LaCroix. And we're here today to talk about Go Fish, the 20th episode of season two. Oh, God. Go Fish aired on May 5th, 1998, and was written by partners in story and in love, Ellen Hampton and David Fury, and directed by David Semmel. Husband and wife writing team, everybody say, aww. Aww, isn't that sweet? All right. So between us, we've seen the show roughly a zillion times. Most of that zillion is on Lonnie. So we are likely (laughs) to talk about anything that happens in the entire series at any time. So if you haven't seen it and you're spoiler sensitive, maybe binge all of Buffy and come back to Still Pretty when you're done. Definitely come back, though. It's well worth it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. We're looking for demons with high cholesterol. So let's go on patrol. In Go Fish, Buffy and the Scoobies take a night off to hang out at a beach party celebrating the swim team's winning streak. And one of the boys on the team sheds his skin and turns into a giant fish monster. <laughs> so, you know, just another Tuesday. Oh, God, it's so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> at school, Snyder asks Willow to continue substitute teaching the computer class for free. And Willow happily agrees until he tells her to bump up the grade of Gage, one of the star swimmers who is failing the class. That is wrong. A big fat spanking wrong. It's a slap in the face to every one of us who studied hard and worked long hours to earn our Ds. When Buffy hangs out with Cameron, another swim team jerk, he becomes aggressive with her and assaults her in his car. She defends herself vigorously but is still blamed for the attack because she's a girl. And look at what she was wearing. In the library, the Scoobies try to figure out what kind of demon they're looking for. So we're looking for a beastie. That uh, eats humans whole, except for the skin. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, the skin's the best part. Any demons with high cholesterol? Later, Xander witnesses Cameron turning into a fish demon and shedding his skin. And as the students turning into demons are the best swimmers, they decide it's a witch scenario. Someone is turning the swim team into demons to exact revenge. Meanwhile, Buffy decides she needs to keep an eye on the next best swimmer on the roster, Gage. Gage doesn't want her help until Angelus attacks him and Buffy saves him. Good night. Hey! (laughs) Walk me home. At school, everyone's at the swim team meet when Xander comes out as the latest member of the swim team, keeping an eye on things from the inside. After the meet, Buffy hangs out by the locker room to protect Gage, and he starts screaming as one of his newly turned teammates attacks. Gage also turns into a monster, and Buffy fights both of them until the coach runs in and gets her out of the locker room, while the monsters dive through a grate into the sewers? some kind of water pit what the hell who the hell knows that's a big damn great for a locker room but whatever in the nurse's office giles and buffy fill the coach in on what's been happening well the uh, good news is that it would appear that none of your team actually died but the bad news is they're monsters buffy and giles go on a hunt through the sewers looking for fish monsters and it turns out one of the monsters is following them Meanwhile, Xander hangs out in the steam room, trying to get the guys to tell him how they're getting the steroids or whatever that's made their performance so good, and they tell him. Aromatherapy. It's in the steam. Turns out the bad guy is the coach. He throws the nurse through the grate to feed the boys, and then he makes Buffy jump in so they can gang rape her. Xander finds the coach and knocks him out, then rescues Buffy from the fish monsters. When the coach wakes up and attacks, he falls through the grate and the fish monsters do something to him, and our only clue as to what is this. Those boys really love their coach. All right, Noel. Oh, dear God. This is okay. I will say I went into this with an open mind. Like I've always hated this episode for lots and lots of reasons. Um, And then I went into it. and I was like, okay, you know, I mean, sometimes there are episodes that I won't like and then I'll go back and I'll look at them and I'll realize that there's some value there. Reptile boy, which everybody still yells at me for defending. But I defend that. All right. Oh, yeah. So 
So here we are now with uh, with Go Fish, um, which I have always said is the absolute worst episode of Buffy ever. Um, and I stand by that. So I'm curious, like, how do you feel? Okay, so I have seen some Buffy episodes more than other Buffy episodes. Mm-hmm. And this is one I never got back around to. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty much reviled in the fan community. And, you know, okay, sure, there's some truly awful, truly vile patriarchal bullshit here. Right. But the bullshit feels appropriately gross and awful. And mm-hmm. for the most part, it comes from the bad guys. And they're supposed to be gross and awful. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that that's like, you know, our bad people don't have to be well behaved. Absolutely, they don't. Some of this patriarchal bullshit is completely rubber stamped. However, so that's usually where my problem comes in with it. But keep going. Sure, keep going sure, with sure. Your response. But I guess, I mean, I guess for me, I will take straight up vile masculinity in my stories over watered down shadow Xander stealth patriarchy any day. Um, oh, yes. That's just Absolutely. me. And mm-hmm. Coach Patriarchy gets raped and or eaten by the fishmen at the end in a moment of reasonably satisfying poetic justice. I don't see. I don't. I, like, I, okay. Mm. No. I, okay. <laughs> like, I don't think that necessarily. Like, what he did was really, really bad. Right. And he obviously, you know, murdered the nurse and then threw Buffy in with glee. You know, oh, yeah. so that she could be gang raped. The boys have other needs. <laughs> Whatever. Like, he's vile. I'm not going to yeah. say he's vile. I'm not going to say. But I don't think that, like, I don't believe personally in the death penalty. Um, I, I believe in putting people in jail. And the thing is that he is human, right? He can be put in jail. Ostensibly, yeah. He killed the nurse. He threw the nurse into the thing, right? So, I mean, he could be put in jail. We can have the justice system deal with that guy. So this end for him um, does not feel like justice to me. It feels really gross and awful, and we treat it like it's funny. And I don't think that that's funny i don't think that anybody getting raped is funny or you know eaten but you know but like attacked something yeah like all of that i don't i don't find that funny and that that kind of of bothers me but you know keep going i keep i keep interrupting no it's fine i think for me that's that is a monster story versus like Mm -hmm. the real world you know right like Mm -hmm. i would not gleefully watch someone get raped and eaten by monsters yeah and Mm -hmm. in the context of the story and this guy being gross and creepy and like Mm -hmm. apparently a super talented mad scientist i I I mean behind the scenes who knows who knows but like i don't i there is something very satisfying for me in a story when somebody Mm -hmm. does something really really vile Mm -hmm. and then has to deal with the consequences in a really direct way. So you create the monster and then the monster eats you. Like that feels right. Yes. <laughs> it feels mm-hmm. good from a storytelling standpoint and maybe that says something not so great about me. So I don't no, know. I don't think so. No, like I no, but I get it. Like you know, you create a monster and the monster eats you fine. But I don't know, like in this context, I just don't like it's all it's all really gross and he could have gone to jail. Like he's yeah. not he's not a demon. He's not a like, you know, yeah. Buffy delivers justice to demons who cannot be handled by the real world. And that's kind of how that works. So when a human is thrown in there, even when the human's a bad guy, um, doesn't really work for me. I mean, I don't want him getting off, you know, scot free, like the way that we did with some assembly required, where we just pat the guy on the head yeah. and we're like, Oh, I'm so sorry you lost your brother. Yeah. You know, you were killing like or not killing, but taking all these parts of women, you know, whatever. Um so I mean but I think that somewhere in between raped and eaten by fish monsters and pat pat you poor thing that there's somewhere in between there that's kind of like the sweet spot for this sort of thing kidnapped by pirates is good kidnapped by pirates is good yeah but i mean speaking of the monster i i love this monster i think the monster is straight up cool i mean i i love a fish dude um (laughs) i do yeah I love a fish dude. Oh, I love a fish dude. Has I to will go on like a t-shirt or something. I will <laughs> shape of water the house down. I am here for this. <laughs> These particular fish dudes are 
large and they mm-hmm. are pleasantly monstrous. Okay. They have face gills and they have catfish mustaches. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they are super cool looking. <laughs> and I don't know. I mean, again, like this is maybe I have questionable taste, but I love a monster that bursts out from inside of a human body. Okay. It's all, right. all of my like go there's there's like a gore body horror they're literal monsters inside kind of thing mm-hmm. and it like it scratches mm-hmm. an itch for me it scratches a body horror monster okay. itch um, and right. i awesome. like it awesome. i like the way this monster does it i'm gonna i mean it's not a monster it's the the i guess the guys have turned into fi- whatever it doesn't matter it's a transformation it makes no sense um, right but they're really good swimmers before they transform right i don't know <laughs> but yeah mm-hmm. um <laughs> Which raises the question, if you were to turn into an animal monster based on something that you're really good at, (laughs) what would it be? What would it be? I don't know. What's a lazy monster that watches movies and snarks about them? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know that I'm good at anything. A monster monster that's good at snacks and napping. Yes, snacks and napping, which is the the nicest kind of monster. There you go. I like that monster. Um, Um, And I even, I mean, I even kind of like the fishmen frolicking in the surf at the end. I, I'm like, it's goofy, and it's yeah. got that like second unit sheen to it, where they like it sure just went does. down to Santa Monica Beach at five in the morning. You know? Exactly, throw like, you guys in some costumes and just throw you in the ocean. Pretty much, have a good time. But I don't know. There's something about it for me that I'm like, oh, that's kind of great. Like they get to kind go of be a in the sweet ocean. brotherhood. Too. Well, because all of these fish monsters, the fish monsters are like victims. Yeah. You know, this is something that was done to them. Yeah. I mean, granted, like it appears that the team knew that they were being delivered uh, steroids through the steam, which, by mm-hmm. the way, does not seem like an efficient. Although I, I guess, like, can... if you're magically turning, you know, people into demon fish monsters, <laughs> I love that. That's is... where we're going to suspend our disbelief. We're like, no, <laughs> no, steam room, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> like, I don't think so. I'm like, oh I was... no, my my disbelief is all over this shit. Like, I am not, I am not signed on for pretty much any of it. Um, because it's all really, like, really terrible. And here's the thing. I love that you like it. I love that you will defend it. Because then I don't feel so bad for going off on this episode because I super, super hate it. And I mean, here's the thing. Like... This episode is terrible for a lot of reasons, and only some of them are because of the disgusting patriarchal bullshit. Like, there's there's horrible things like, you know, it's her fault that he assaulted her. Look at what you were wearing. Like, all of that stuff. But it's said by, like you said, it's said by our bad guys. It's expressed by our bad guys. And so because it's the bad guys, like, they can do that, and there's consequence for them in the end. You know, I mean, Cameron gets beat up, then turns into a fish monster. Um, you know, I mean, like, they're they're all, like, the guy who at first is like mad at Buffy because Buffy stopped him from picking on Jonathan. And then of course Jonathan gets mad at her because she saved him because oh I can't be saved by a girl. I mean oh for We've fuck's done that sake. beat. We've done that beat. Mm-hmm. We that we're done with that. Like we need yeah, to be done with we're that. Apparently we're not. <laughs> I mean men can't be rescued by women because that's not how the world works. You know? <laughs> um all of it is so incredible incredibly incredibly stupid and so then that guy who was a jerk had the tattoo who was a jerk who was beating up john like he turns into a fish monster you know and so that's like all right well i guess you get what you deserve although i'm not sure like again there's a spectrum of justice there um but the thing is like our characters are so inconsistently drawn and it makes me crazy uh no one especially Giles, cares that Buffy was sexually assaulted. She comes into the library. She starts talking about her experience. She's pissed off. She's angry. And they all look at her like, what is your fucking problem? Even Willow. And I'm sorry. No. Like, like Xander, I can see being like, oh, this is this is a problem for you because I thought that was you. Giles? Giles not being upset that his analog daughter was sexually assaulted. He would be going after that guy with a mallet. And then, like, you know, Buffy is talking about her experience. And once again, 
we erase Buffy's trauma, not just by ignoring it. She's trying to talk about it, but by everybody, like, literally not giving even the tiniest of a fuck that this just happened to her. I mean, granted, she's incredibly strong. You know, she's able to defend herself. That doesn't mean that it's not a traumatizing fucking event, well, you know, and we make it into this stupid joke. And it's so, it's like, it is so gross how it yes. comes to pass, too. It's not, yeah. he's not just this big, you know, mm-hmm. meathead bro who's going to assault her in his car. It's, he's like waxing poetic about the ocean and dolphins. And okay, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, okay, yes, like the ocean <laughs> as our eternal mother and, you know, creator, yeah. destructor, whatever. I'm, I'm with you. But I don't want to hear mm-hmm. it from Cameron. Like, I don't want right. like, this. I No, no. But he's so like, he's like, yeah, I just like to talk to the ocean. And then are you wearing a bra? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. my God. The, the, yeah, the. And this whole thing is that, like, you know, because of these chemicals or whatever that they're getting, they're also becoming more sexually aggressive because we all know fish are super sexually aggressive. Like, I guess they sort of try to hand wave away the aggression and the weird behavior as a side effect of steroid use. But it's never called out in this really like... But it's not I, it's, steroids. It's no, it's fish not. monster transformation it, stuff. So, I mean, we presume it's steroids. We think it's steroids. And because of that, we would blame that, like, sexual aggression on the steroids. But the fact that it's not, that means that these guys are just sexually aggressive. Well, Because yeah. boys will be boys? Like, what the I fuck guess, is that? I guess. I mean, in making them better swimmers, it also makes them more something like i don't i don't what i don't know i mean yeah i guess like you know gage has this whole thing where he's not he's failing class and he doesn't care and he knows and snyder comes in and tells willow to give him a passing grade you know and so there's that like he knows that there are going to be no consequences the smug look that cameron gives buffy when everybody's like what were you wearing you know um that he just knows that because he's on the swim team and because he's bringing like a winning you know um paradigm into sunnydale high that that means that there are absolutely no consequences for for their behavior, which, by the way, is not inconsistent with how the real world works. So, I mean, yeah. you know, fair enough. But it's just it's so freaking weird. And then we have Willow, right? Willow, who is has this glee at interrogation and intimidation, you know, with Jonathan. Yeah. And, like, that's not her style. Like, Willow is a leader. She's not an intimidator. She gets people to talk to her by empathizing and by inspiring. And so we have this whole thing where it's this joke where she's like, and then you did. Th-, and she's doing this, like, you know, Law and Order SVU kind of interrogation <laughs> bit. And Jonathan's just like, well, I peed in the pool, which is, you know, stupid. But whatever. I, the whole thing is just freaking weird and willow does not seem consistent with herself either then we have cordelia in this moment where she thinks that xander's a fish monster and she's like oh no we can still date but i'd give you up if you wanted to see other fish no 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 Cordelia definitely has a you must be this tall to get on this ride list and not a fish monster is absolutely on it. She would be breaking up with him at that moment. But we have to show how a woman will stand by her man no matter what. And isn't Cordelia wonderful for being looking past this thing with Xander? Whereas had we reversed that situation and Xander thought Cordelia was a fish monster, it would have been this whole kind of like, you know, it's not you. It's me. Like we would have had that conversation so first of all like i hate that uh at the end buffy being helpless in the water until xander comes to rescue her that suddenly our slayer who fights demons and is this massive fighter is just completely helpless because she's surrounded by these fish monsters and xander has to rescue her like she has to be rescued by a man in the end what is that well and i don't buy that she struggles so hard to get up out of that hole even if xander you know needed to reach down to give her an arm you know something to grab onto that was a little closer to her face height whatever but we have seen buffy do 
a pull-up right. like nine times at this point. We know she has the upper body strength. There's and no she reason. she jump the whole way. She jumps the whole way. If his arm hadn't been in the stupid way, she could have grabbed the side of the thing. But it has to. <laughs> we have to wait until Xander comes in and knocks out the coach and then grabs Buffy that, that we have to have a man come in and save our titular superheroine. What the fuck is that? It's so incredibly stupid. And then we have the two of them watching like the the coach falls in and they sort of they sort of think about, oh, no, please, let's save you. And then we have this because we have that moment where the coach, you know, threw the nurse in and she was eaten and then he puts Buffy in the, the tank or whatever it is. I don't even know what that is with the big grate under the whatever. Um makes her jump in and says, oh, no, they've already eaten, but my boys have other needs, right? So we yeah. set that up. And then Buffy gets out, and then the coach falls in, and Buffy and Xander are watching, you know, over the opening, being like, eh, we could save him, or we could sit here and watch him be raped and eaten. And, you know, I vote number two, yeah. right? I mean, like, it's it's insane to me that there – and then we end on this – Wow, those boys really love their coach, right? Which, of course, hints that what they're actually watching is this man getting raped by fish monsters. Um, And when Buffy says that, Xander smiles. And I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not like, no, that is horrifying. And I'm sorry. Like, I know the coach is terrible and I hate him. Like, I definitely hate him, but I don't think that you need to, like, have him be raped and eaten in order for that to be a thing. So all of it, for me, is just absolutely terrible. There is nothing, nothing. Well, okay, there's one or two things that I enjoy in this episode, but mostly there's just lines. Like, there's a couple of lines. There's the, you're going to think about that later and laugh, mister. Like, I like that, the demons with the high cholesterol. I think that that's cute, you know. Um, but overall, I have to say, this is absolutely a rant episode for me. Like, I cannot even. And just to let you all know, these rants come to you courtesy of Chipperish Media, which is entirely listener supported. So please go to patreon.com slash chipperish and uh, throw in your dollar a month. You'll get more of these. I will rant for you about anything. You can make up a rant wheel and I will give you guys private rants if you go ahead and just join Chipperish and give us some support because that is how we are able to do everything that we do. And for those of you who currently already support Chipperish, go ahead. Go to the Patreon page and ask me to rant about something that I will make a video and rant for you about whatever that thing is. <laughs> oh, I as long can't. As, as long as I hate it. As long as it's I terrible. can't wait. <laughs> All right. So um, now that we've gone through like the basic things right, about this episode. <laughs> the basic horribleness. I mean, well, you talked a little bit about characters not seeming like themselves. Yeah. And I just, I just want to say, what the hell happened to Cordelia? I don't I mean, even know. This episode, I mean, okay, it seems like we've, we're doing a sort of last ditch effort to make her the shallow mean girl, Yeah, you know, with the like certain people are entitled to special privileges. They're called winners. Mm-hmm. That's the way the world works. Right. But, but she's we... the Ayn Rand of Sunnydale High. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, like, actually, though, like, I don't think that that's terribly inconsistent with her. Um, because she's telling the truth. I mean, she's not saying it's okay, but she's saying this is the way it is and she accepts it. And I mean, let's, let's not lie to ourselves. That is the way that it is. Privileged people get additional privileges and people who aren't, who don't have, you know, those particular privileges just get nothing. Right. Yeah. And so people who are born to privilege, that will predict success more than anything, more than how hard you work. I mean, we like this whole idea, this Horatio Alger dream of America being a meritocracy. That is not Mm -hmm. at all. Look at our fucking president. That is not at all what how this works like if you're born to privilege you get everything and everybody else gets nothing and on occasion somebody can scrape and claw their way up but for the most part those opportunities just are not available um so for cordelia to like kind of point this out and that's just how the world works doesn't necessarily bother me and doesn't really feel that inconsistent for me because she is in the role of the truth teller right 
She's not going to worry about what's polite or the way things should be, but this is the way it is. Now, the fact that she is happily and enthusiastically co-signing that, <laughs> I mean, I think I think there could be some questions about yeah, that. Yeah. I do love Cordelia, though, calling out Abraham Lincoln on his hat. <laughs> his <Yes>. stupid hat. <laughs> stupid hat and his mole or whatever and then i also like the fact that she points out like when they talk about all men are created equal right they first say you know yeah. abraham lincoln yeah. and she says no it's actually thomas jefferson and she says yeah kept slaves you know and there is not a small amount of sick irony to that and i think that i like the fact a that she knew that he kept slaves although apparently knew that he kept slaves forgot that he was the guy who wrote all men are created equal yeah it- so you know whatever um but yeah it's 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 it is i think it feels inconsistent and i think it's possibly because of her enthusiastic co-signing of it although she benefits from these things because she was born into privilege so that's not great you know um but i do see like her honestly saying this is the way things are and we have seen her kind of make this sort of argument before so while well on the on the you know Ayn Rand scale, she's definitely like you know tipping the top there, right? <laughs> More than maybe she usually does. I'm not sure it's really inconsistent with her character. I don't know. Maybe it's the maybe it's the bluntness of it came out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh oh, we're doing this Cordelia, and then yeah, and then we get this. We've we've been getting a little bit of this like weird sexism from Cordelia. I mean, last week it was protesting the Sadie Hawkins dance because the girls (laughs) have to ask the boys and pay and everything, which right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I know we did. We didn't actually end up talking about the Sadie Hawkins dance and I don't think we need to get into it, but we can, we could talk about it now. Can we talk about anything but this episode? Let's go to a better episode and talk about the Sadie Hawkins dance. (laughs) We're good. Um, But you know, all right, okay, whatever. Like Cordelia yeah. upholding the status quo. Like I get it, but this week it's you ran like a woman, and she right. says it with so much smarm. Right. I just ugh, ugh. and yeah. her whole. You know, I'm dating a member of the Sunnydale swim team, and Buffy says, "No, you can die happy," <laughs> which right. is just like what? <laughs> what is- well, okay, like I, I status is really important to Cordelia like I get that um but you ran like a woman thing you know again using simply being a woman as an insult you know yeah. being girly as an insult you know uh is something that that we can hopefully at some point get past yeah, you know this idea you scream like a girl you ran like a woman like all of that kind of stuff where like a woman like a girl is inherently insulting yes yeah, because know? femininity um, is the worst I mean, because we associate (laughs) femininity with weakness, which, by the way, not the case. I mean, let's not even go on the whole pussy thing. (laughs) (laughs) Pushes a thing the size of a watermelon out the size of a quarter, takes a beating, snaps right back into shape. No, I'm sorry. Pussy is the toughest fucking thing on earth. (laughs) I will not hear anything else. So it's not even go- it's it's a ranty day. I'm sorry. It's I love a ranty it. Day for me. But you know, but I mean, the thing is that like this, these are the ways in which like women become the patriarchy's foot soldiers or like trained from birth. And these are the things, these are the associations that scream like a girl, ran like a woman, like all of these things. This is part of the culture. And until you look at it and say, well, why is that a bad thing? Why is it a bad thing to scream like a girl? Girls, when they scream, get fucking attention, you know? Yeah. Um, and also like, why is it bad to run like a woman? Women are fat. <laughs> you know, women can run fast. You know why? Fucking patriarchy's chasing them all the time. So, yeah. So, well, you got to yeah, run away I mean, from some fish dude who's going to whatever. Exactly. <laughs> You're better off running like a woman because that is fast. Oh. We get out of shit like that, right? Um, so, anyway, like this whole thing is just it's 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 incredibly dumb and I hate it, but it's also running like while at the same time Go Fish is looking at these incredibly gross things like Cameron attacking Buffy Mm -hmm. and then her getting blamed for it. What were you wearing? Uh, Everybody ignoring Buffy. Like all of this stuff, like, you know, we are pointing to how gross it is and we are making sure that like these guys are punished. They're turned into horrible fish demons, you know, whatever. Um, So we've got like that whole stuff. But even while we're doing that, we're still 
co-signing and rubber stamping a lot of that exact same bullshit with absolutely no self-awareness of it. Well, I'm not So, I mean, that's part of what makes this so frustrating for me is that even while we're saying, yeah, the bad guys, this is what the bad guys are doing, you know, so it's okay, we can show it because they're bad and there are consequences. At the same time, we're, we're getting it from everybody. We're getting it from Cordelia. Giles doesn't care that Buffy was sexually assaulted. Everybody's rolling their, Willow is rolling her eyes at, at Buffy trying to talk through her trauma i mean my god yeah that that scene is really Mm -hmm. really troubling um it is it's really troubling and buffy i mean i'm not sure that she explains it away but she does give us some reflection on like what is going on here with these systems that when she talks about wins for the sports teams mean you know awards for the school means Mm -hmm. you know more power and glory and you know all of the things and money I and mean money. boosters give to winning teams yeah. and all that kind of stuff sure and I mean yeah. and I remember that from high school I remember mm-hmm. the way the the sports teams were treated well I should say the men's sports teams because nobody mm-hmm. gave a shit about women's sports oh yeah nobody gave yeah. a shit but uh yeah the 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 men's sports teams mm-hmm. got you know, there really was special attention paid to athletes. Oh, yeah. No, and there still is. Yeah. Like, my daughter's high school, you wouldn't believe the things that these, these I was, I've been in the principal's office more than once talking about the things that these student athletes have said and done. They grab women in the hallways in this school. I mean, seriously, like, it was terrible. But they were student athletes, so they were allowed to do it. So, I mean, that's still happening. That was last year, the last time mm-hmm. I was in the principal's office talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, so it's crazy. that I mean, that's a real thing, and I do like mm-hmm. the way that Buffy acknowledges that. Hey, like this isn't great, but it's going on because this is the system that we're in. But that whole, I mean, it's it's bad enough that we get that scene in the is it the nurse's office after mm-hmm. Buffy has broken Cameron's nose. Yeah, and everyone's mm-hmm. like, "This isn't a dance club." No, yeah. and, uh, 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 oh, you know, God. all right, whatever, like, whatever, villain's gonna be vile, that's, in, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's in the name, but then we go to the library, and like you say, everyone is just sitting there like, oh, God, Buffy, please. So I'm treated like the baddie, just because he has a sprained wrist and a bloody nose, and I don't have a scratch on me, which granted hurts my case a little on the surface, but meanwhile, he gets away with it because he's on the aren't we the most swim team, who, by the way, if no one's noticed, have been acting like real jerks lately. So, anything new with you guys? And then Buffy corrects herself. Yeah. Buffy corrects herself. She stops talking about it and says, so what's going on with you guys, right? And Giles says, nice of you to notice. Nice of you to notice. Something like this whole joke is based on the fact that Buffy's wrong and they're right to ignore her. Otherwise, that's not funny. And you know what? That's not funny. It's not. It's not Uh, a funny joke. Well, I mean. It's not a funny moment. Yeah. Because you know, nothing happened. Like it doesn't, yeah. you know, Cameron got his nose broken. That's what happened. Because she was able to defend herself that somehow it doesn't matter that she was I, assaulted. Yeah, it does matter. And I love that. I love it so much when he says, mm-hmm. he says, uh, I'm not going to hurt you. And she says, oh, it's not me. I'm worried about. <laughs> I love <laughs> that so much. I'm like, right, yeah, that's right. right. That's right. because she's not. She's she's grossed out and creeped out in that moment but she's not afraid of him and i i love that and then we totally i don't know backpedal with her whole like well and it doesn't look really good for my case because i don't have a scratch on me but you know and what well yeah but i mean here's the thing like the physical assault of it is only part of that experience. Like oh, a, another part of that experience, like the trauma of that experience comes from somebody that you're spending time with who treats you as though you're not human, who actively dehumanizes you in that. And even though Buffy is able to physically defend herself, that dehumanization is still very much a part of this experience and continues into the nurse's office when she's told it's not a dance club. Look at what you were wearing when Cameron, um, you know, sm- like gives her that, that smug smirk. Look. Oh my yes. God. I want to punch him. And then she turns face. to her friends 
And her friends are like, what the hell are you complaining about? Right? Because she was able to physically, like, physical is just part of it. Right. I mean, it is part of it, but it's just part of it. And yeah. even if physically after an attack like that, you're okay, you're able to defend yourself, it does not change the psychological and emotional trauma of being treated like you're less than human. You know, right. by multiple people, some of them your friends. Like, and then that's it for Buffy's, you know, experience for that trauma, for how that feels, because she was able to defend herself. So it doesn't matter. It does matter. <laughs> and we erase Buffy's trauma so much throughout the run of this series um, because she's strong. But that but that doesn't mean that she's not emotionally and psychologically hurt by these experiences. Well, and it's it extends out into the culture. I mean, this is Mm -hmm. rape culture where, you know, if he didn't he didn't rape you all the way or whatever the fuck, you know, like there we have all of this language around that kind of behavior. Uh, And it's mitigating language. If he didn't finish, if he didn't jump out at you in um, alley or something, you know, if you don't have a bruise, um, like all of these things, if you knew each other, if you had a relationship, (laughs) oh God, you know, then suddenly it's not rape. No, no, it's rape as soon as you say no and he keeps going. That's when it's rape. Anything that happens after that is what happened after that. But as soon as that happens, that is rape. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so I'm so tired of that mitigating language, and we absolutely engage with that here, and that is absolutely rape culture. Well, and we get this we get this really gross moment from Buffy when she's thrown to the the gill monsters, you know, as a mm-hmm. sexual offering, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. And she yeah. says, Buffy says, this is just what my reputation needs. Oh, that oh, I did oh, it with yes. the entire swim team. And I'm like, hold up. Hold up. Yes. There is so much. There is so much wrong in that statement alone. First of all, yeah. sexual assault is not sex. Sexual assault no. is assault. Um, and if you want to with the whole swim team, <laughs> like, then Okay, that doesn't make <laughs> like this whole idea that you that her sense of purity, you know, and and the idea that people will be talking about her as impure because she slept, she's a slut, she slept with all the, like, oh my god, there are so many things wrong with that. I can't even. I feel like Lucy and Ethel at the chocolate factory. <laughs> there are all these things that are wrong that are just coming down the conveyor belt, and I cannot possibly grab them all. Yeah. That is terrible. That is terrible on so many different it's levels. I can't even begin to address so all wrong. of them. Not to mention, what the hell is Buffy's reputation? I mean, that she's weird. Yeah. Like, that she's this, right. like, freaky weird girl. That girl gives me the creeps, but now man. But now she's going to be a slut on top of all of that. Apparently. And, I mean, God knows. Like, once a girl is a slut. Like, that's it. And that's the thing, is that labeling women as sluts and whores is a way to justify raping them. They deserve it because they're sluts and whores and they want this sex. And I mean, it is basically just that. That is absolutely another part of rape culture. That once they're sluts and whores, they don't have human value and you can do whatever you want with them. Yeah. 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 No, it's that- it's so <laughs> infuriating. I cannot even. I hate this episode with my whole freaking heart. My heart is full of hate right now, Noelle. <laughs> so full of hate. <laughs> So full of hate. So full of hate. Can we talk about something that I love in this episode? Please. Wentworth Miller is the cutest. Oh my god. He's a little baby. He's He's so weird. He's so weird. No, okay, look, Wentworth Miller. Like, I like Wentworth Miller. I love him as Leonard Snart. He's I amazing. I love him being over-the-top, like, evil villain guy. I love him in that. Um, he's definitely grown into, like, his thing. But the thing that's weird for me, and I cannot, like, whenever he's in a scene, it throws me <laughs> out of the scene. And it's not his fault, really. Like, it, Wentworth Miller, for those of you who don't know, is, is American. He was born to American parents, but he was born in England. And so he has this, like, weird accent that is very American in its pronunciation. But, like, 
English and British and like the the lilts and the inflection of the way that he says things. So when he gets attacked and Buffy's like, um, you know, he's, he's was that a, a fish monster or whatever? And he's she's like, no, that was something else. And he goes, something else, you know. And he just has this very British way of saying things. So like whenever he's speaking, I'm like, this is so weird. Like this is not a Sunnydale teen. Like you know, it's just like it's so it's like either be British or be American but like he's in this weird <laughs> middle space there and he's gotten I mean since then he's gotten like it's it's fine now like when he you know he, it doesn't happen anyway and he was young and and I shouldn't be making fun of him for it, he was young and needed the money is that out. what you're saying <laughs> he was young he needed the money and look at the way he was dressed man but oh, um oh we'll but, talk about you know, that <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about it no but I actually I actually really love his like weird I shouldn't call it weird. He's uh he's Anglo fluid. His little like yes, Britishisms. Yes. Um yeah. I really there's something about him. I really, really like him. I mean I love him as Snart on The Flash oh, yeah. and Legends mm-hmm. of Tomorrow. Um I I mean, we open with, he gets this great line right at the beginning. Oh, dude, what is that foulness? (laughs) I was just just like, Ah. I I know. know. And it's so funny because the character he's talking to, his name is Dodd. Yeah, Dodd. He's like, Dodd. Dude, Dodd, dude. And I'm like, oh, dude. man. You know, and it's, it's dude, right there. My and they could have had something fun with it, but they didn't do anything with well, it. It just kind of happened, like, you know. So, oh, my God. But, but it is, it, he's adorable. He's adorable. Him. I love Wentworth Miller. It just kept throwing me out. He's he so. Went. Something else. He's yes. something else. He's so great. And that, at the beginning, that that outfit that he's wearing on the beach, he's wearing this, like, <laughs> He looks very GQ for a high he school. He is very GQ. He's beach stylish. Part. Like he's very, and I don't know. Okay, so so Gage and Dodd are going for a nighttime stroll on the beach together. Oh sure. Is there something there? Maybe a little bit. I a little bit know, just a I touch. Mean, maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, ain't nothing wrong with a little fish love. Yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> But but I just he is so delightful and I love his his annoyance with Buffy. I mean it's not mm-hmm. it's not fun because she's trying to protect him, but his like oh really when she's you know, I'm a swim groupie. Something about the smell yeah. of chlorine on a man. Oh baby. And I like- love the way she just <laughs> I love the way she just stops and she's like, okay, well, my, and it's something like, I, you know, I hate that she's like, well, my sexual, I don't know, wilds sex or whatever. Appeal. Wilds I think it's my sex, sex appeal. appeal is on the fritz or whatever. And it's not about her sex appeal. It's about his sex appeal as a boy that smells like chlorine. Like, yeah. you know, like, so, I mean, I didn't like that she put it on herself, but, um, but I like when she's straight with him and she's just like, look, you know, this thing is happening. I need to protect you. Yada, 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 you know? <laughs> It just it just lets it go. Buffy is not necessarily great undercover, and I kind of think that's ador- that's part. It's adorable. It's it it's is, cute. It's great. The Buffy's not good mm-hmm. undercover, but yeah. Gage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I love that when he smells. First of all, I love that this is a thing with this monster that there's the smell. There's a horrible smell yeah. associated I mean, with they the monster. React I mean, so strongly to it, and I kind of like it. I like, like that there's a smell. I don't know. Yeah, it makes intuitive sense to me. But I love that when Gage is in the locker room and he yes. smells it, and then he checks yes. his pits. I'm like, because you know, like that is exactly yes what I would do. I'd be like, oh no. god, is that yeah. me? <laughs> Is that that's always the worry? You're like, isn't oh, it? like is oh. that me? No, there is a run on the highway here. Nobody cares about this, but I'm gonna talk about it anyway. Uh, because anything, stop talking about goldfish. There is a run on the highway in Syracuse that's near like a water treatment plant or something. And in the winter, it's fine, you know. But in the summer, if you've got your windows open or anything, or plus it's hotter, so like the the air like you know sends those. Mo- so when you're driving on this particular run of the highway, it smells like the worst bo. Like somebody's really not well bo, right? Oh no. And I. I have been in Syracuse for like 30 years off and on. I have run that run of highway like I don't even know how many times. And every single time, the first time in the summer, when I smell that, I'm like, oh, my God, is that me? Like I always... always presume that I have just suddenly smelled myself and turned foul and every summer I do it and then I'm like oh no I'm on this stretch of 690 so okay it's fine 
<laughs> but I swear to God, I do that all the time. <laughs> so that's yeah. that's my little my little foray away from Go Fish. Let's go back. I'll be back, Gage. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I like Gage. I kind of feel bad for him when he turns into a, a fish monster because it yeah. looks like it really hurts. But I also like yeah. that it looks like it really hurts. Like I, that's a great. I love that transformation. It's creepy as hell. It uh, is creepy. It's but, terrible. Yeah, but but and then the skin bags. Oh, I love the skin. <laughs> and I love that they're steaming, so we know I they're know. fresh. I mean, I guess the inside yeah. of the body, whatever. <laughs> it's gross, but Ugh. it's great. I love it. It is. I love it. It's super, super <laughs> gross. And I hate this episode. Are we done talking about it yet? <laughs> well, all right, okay. So we need to talk about what are you wearing. Because right. what are you wearing indeed? Yes. We get mm-hmm. Buffy Buffy gets called on, you know, be, she was leading me on. Look at how she dresses. Uh-huh. Right, because she's wearing a black she's tank She's wearing a top. black tank top. This is not. If you can see her shoulder skin, then she's asking for this it. This is not even the most revealing thing we've seen Buffy wear. Like that's not the most revealing thing we've seen Willow wear. <laughs> I mean, I'm like. On. It's not like that yeah. to me. And I maybe that's meant to point up the whole ridiculousness of this idea that yeah. something you were wearing would provoke somebody into attacking you. Um, No, no, no. Right. Well, rubber stamping a million other terrible but things, by the way. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Like it, it I'm like, it's, she's wearing a black tank top. It's not even low cut. It's this like. Mm-hmm. And of course, none of that, you know, she could be, she could be wearing a tube top and that would not right. be an invitation for sex. Yes, exactly. And she could be wearing <sighs> a, a shirt that you see through and you could see her bra. It is still not an invitation to be groped and to be raped. It is not. I just, I don't care what she's wearing. And I get, I get, I get that we are absolutely, that is the point that is being made here, that it's gross. Yeah. Right. But like, I get it try to dress a but little more the rest appropriately of the like yeah. what 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 like i don't even it doesn't even make any sense to me like i'm yeah. not even like right right but of course that's how these rules work that's how dress codes work like yeah. they, oh well, well dress codes they do. we don't have anything they work to, point to shame to. women about their bodies yeah we don't have anything to point to so uh mm-hmm. i guess don't dress so inappropriate i don't know how what? is this your fault yeah gross right. And also, like, I just, I also have to say, I hate, I think that is insulting to men, and it makes me crazy. This idea that men are just by nature (laughs) monsters who cannot help themselves from raping women, that is not true. It's insulting to men. It expects way too little of men, you know, and it encourages this predatory behavior because boys grow up looking at that thinking, oh, this is how I'm supposed to be. So there are boys and men who I think sometimes behave that way because they think they're supposed to the same way that women, you know, become the patriarchy's foot soldiers because they think they're supposed to because that's the model that they've got. Right. So, I mean, the fact that we we tell men that they are monsters incapable of controlling themselves or being decent humans like that's a message that is highly, highly damaging to men. I mean, you know, like. When you're when you live with those messages all the time, I'm nothing but a a terrible monster. Like that's what I am because I'm a man. Like that's a terrible damaging thing for men to have to live with too. So I hate it on every possible front. It's it's the worst. It's yeah. the worst. Everybody just wear what you like and try really hard not to rape anyone. Like that's just Exactly. And then I mean, you don't you're please. not you're not rapists by nature. <laughs> men are not rapists. Men are not terrible by nature. Are we sure um, about that? No. Yes. I am absolutely yes. 100% sure about that. I am sure that men are not terrible by nature. Men are made terrible by circumstance. And that was a People terrible joke terrible on my part because no, I can't okay. even it's okay. I'm just I can't I'm just even too mad about with it. The news. It's like I mean this no. is we're supposed to see this is the problem we're supposed to be able to escape into our entertainment and then our entertainment is terrible 
So. Oh, God, I know. The entertainment is terrible. And then it reminds me, like, there's this one line that Buffy has when she's in the beginning when she's looking out at the ocean with, I think it was Cameron, mm-hmm. you know, and she goes, I was just going to say big and wet, right? Yeah. And then I'm thinking, oh, tremendously big and tremendously wet, like Trump talking about a hurricane. Oh, like, God. And then it just brought me back to the whole, like, our president is an idiot thing. <laughs> um, and that also made me, I'm so, I'm so, I have so much anger right now. Oh. And it's like, it's like morning time, so I can't even get a drink. This this is terrible. <laughs> so I'm just, this is the rantiest episode of Still Pretty, I think, to date. It's just, I think, to date. We'll just scrap the whole episode and it's just breaking noises. You're just like, that's just, yes. We'll just break just things. Smash. It's fine. Just smash things. I mean, seriously. Oh. All right. So I am sorry. I am sorry. And you, like, you know, you're so sweet and you actually enjoy and appreciate some parts of this episode. I do. I'm really, really glad that you do. I do. I'm really glad that you do. Because there are people out there who like parts of this episode, and that's okay. Well, (laughs) just because I hate it with everything in my being, yes, you know, doesn't mean that there aren't things to also enjoy in it. Like Xander in a speedo. Xander in a speedo. And I, because you all have added me on Twitter, I know that this is your (laughs) thing, and I am so happy for you (laughs) that this episode has blessed you. (laughs) That has blessed you with this gift. That is Xander yes. in a Speedo. That is, okay. And here's the thing. Like, I don't like this, you know, turning the tables feminism, right? That that we... Yeah. The, uh, we, you reverse know, sexism to... and then it's okay. Yeah. Exactly. So, so men ogle us and the only way for us to get equality is to ogle them back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and But there is a difference. There is a difference between like ogling in a really gross way and like appreciating somebody who is beautiful and the ways in which they are beautiful, you know? And I think that like in this moment we have Xander who's always kind of, you know, like treated like the schlub, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that here he is, you know, he's, um, he's, he looks good. You know, Nicholas Brendan looks, looks nice. You know, he looks cool. He's on the swim team. Um, you know, so, so some of it, while some of it is absolutely ogling. And when we have him covering himself up with the swim paddles, you can see that that is how he feels, yeah. that he feels uncomfortable. And because he feels uncomfortable in it, that also is something that makes me, you know, feel for him in that circumstance. Um, but, you know, I mean, but appreciating Xander's beauty and Nicholas Brendan's beauty is not necessarily a bad thing. I always pan up from the knees, though, when I'm ogling <laughs> oh, someone. Yes. I always start. I start right at I start right at the hairy little. Feet. Yeah, you start <laughs> pan right up from that. You're just like, I mean. I like that moment. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's it's cute and funny, and I like all the girls just kind of, Whoa! oh my god, Xander, and being surprised. But, but you know, really, like it's such a it's, it's such a, a clunky reveal because like it is also it is also weird because what it what it presumes is that the girls are looking at his feet first. Yes, right. <laughs> And like you do not pay attention, like not recognizing Xander until suddenly we pan all the way up and there's like, oh, it's Xander. Like, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. It's awkward. It's not believable. It's weird. And I think I think we managed to get through all of last week's episode without talking about Xander at all. If I remember. Oh, wow. correct, I know. I know. There wasn't much Xander. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I <laughs> we have we actually have some pretty good Xander. In this episode, we have some Mm -hmm. not so great Xander, but we have some pretty good Xander. I like that he overhears Snyder and the coach talking about the swim team and he gets this idea himself to go undercover. Yeah, Yeah. because I like Snyder says all he has to do is wear a bathing suit. And now and Mm I I mean, I think it could have been played more for Xander wants all the perks of being on the swim team. Right. And there's that Mm -hmm. there's that awful line that I think you could read a couple of ways where he remarks on Buffy, you know, not paying attention because she's too busy being one of the perks of being on the swim team. Uh But so I don't think I mean, I feel like we could read this as a move toward, you know, Xander wants the popularity or wants the Mm -hmm. attention. But 
within the context of the episode, and maybe someone else has seen something else, but to me, it just looks like Xander is really trying to be helpful. helpful. Like he's trying to yeah. be, he's, he is doing his Scooby duty. And I really, yeah, I really appreciate that. I like it too. Like he's taking initiative, you know, he's getting the thing done. He sees an opportunity to help out and he takes it. You know, I like that. I like that he goes in and he finds Buffy and he's there, you know, like, you know, with the coach and all that kind of stuff. Like, I don't mind that he's there at the end. I mind that Buffy is helpless until he shows up. Mm -hmm. Like, that's ridiculous and stupid. Um, But I do like, I think we get some fairly good Xander in this episode. And we get some, you know, um, and we get some great Xander speak. You know what really grates my cheese? (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That is very Xander. That is very, very Xander. Fun. And <laughs> when when he uh, corrects Cordelia, she says the creature from the Blue Lagoon. He says the Black Lagoon. Yes. The creature from the Blue Lagoon was Brooke Shields. I just, right. I love, I love Xander's um, highly specific knowledge of cinema. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, we get, exactly. we get. Uh, Amy Yip as a fantasy Amy of Yip. his. We get Faster Pussycat Kill Kill, mm-hmm. the Blue Lagoon. Xander has a very particular <laughs> sense yes. of uh, of pop culture. Pop culture. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> it's kind of charmingly gross, but there's some there's something about it that does it for me. And but maybe you know, it's, I mean, you know. and that's the thing. Like Xander is charmingly gross. Like, and there's <laughs> so much about Xander. You know, I love Xander. I absolutely love him. And God help me, Xander is absolutely like my catnip. Like that is the guy <laughs> that, that guy. I always liked. <laughs> I've always liked that guy. If a guy can make me laugh, that's pretty much it. I'm it. I'm done, you know. And a lot of times the guys who make you laugh are also really gross and manipulative because they're charming, you know. <laughs> so I think that a lot of this stuff comes, you know, through the the vessels of the writers and we get certain writers who we probably don't realize, you know, again, I've talked about terroir, which is like whatever's in the culture, you know, whatever's in the ground gets in the grapes, gets in the wine, whatever's in the culture gets into the person, gets into the writing, you know, and there are things that we say and things that we do and things that we put into our writing that we're not aware of, but it speaks to presumptions like run like a girl. It speaks to presumptions within the culture uh, that we that we have failed to appropriately question. And I think we're in a space now culturally where we are starting to question like everything and that can be overwhelming because everything is wrong everything i say everything i think all yeah. of these things that have been like given to me from the culture and i have to pick every single one of them up individually and look at it and think who does this hurt you know yeah uh, because we don't we haven't cared about that traditionally you know who it hurts as a matter of fact i think some of these things are deliberately built in order to oppress and hurt people and that's a whole other discussion um Long and the short of it is, is that Xander, a lot of times, I think, who who the character is intended to be and is deliberately written to be um, is one thing, whereas, and again, that's how Shadow Xander comes in, right? You know, that this is unintentional stuff that gets into, like, the Xander cake, you know? <laughs> if I can just hop from metaphor to metaphor, <laughs> like, you know, why not? It's my goddamn show. I'll do what I want. Um, so... So I think that like we've got this weird mix with Xander. So like on the one hand, I love him. I love that guy. Like that guy is my guy. That guy is my catnip, you know? Mm -hmm. But there's so much stuff that comes in with Xander that rides in this shadow space that I think is unintentional, you know? And because of that, it's like, well, I like who Xander is meant to be. You know, what we end up getting is is different, weird and gross in a lot of ways. But at the same time, like, I like who he was meant to be. And we do see the guy he's meant to be a lot. But we can't just ignore the stuff that that gets in there anyway. And that does become part of Xander. And then there are things that Xander does. And we're going to be seeing this, of course, next week in Becoming that are deliberately Xander and that are not great, Mm -hmm. you know? And when we see him with Anya, Jesus, he's the biggest asshole with Anya. I can't even, I want to smack him during that whole relationship. Um, yeah, but that's, that's a whole other discussion that we'll get to, to you know, season go back four and, and beyond. Um, yeah, no, that's <laughs> it's tough. So, <laughs> so Xander's complicated, but I think he's there's a lot of really good things about him. And I think that we get good Xander and especially we have the opportunity here that we can read Xander in a, in a positive light without really losing, you know, 
anything, mm-hmm. losing our integrity mm-hmm. as humans, you know. All right, so I think that we have we have arged the patriarchy pretty much. Yeah, this I whole mean, it's episode. the whole damn episode. If you didn't watch it's the, the episode, it's the whole thing. It's all about yeah. It's all about how you know men and the men in charge get to make the decisions and fuck everyone else. I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's the boys will be boys, fish will be fish. fish will be it's fish. all terrible. Yeah, boys, it's boys terrible. will be boys unless they're fish. Unless in which case fish. they still have case... needs. I'm sorry. In which case they're still boys. Yes, they're still boys. <laughs> so yeah, it's all it's all really gross. And I think that we've I think that we have covered <laughs> the patriarchy. So let's move into girl power. Oh um, boy, where did you see where did you see girl power? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. I mean. <laughs> I, lo- I I live for Buffy slamming Cameron's face into his steering wheel. Oh, yes. I want a gif of that that just plays over and over and over again. Oh. Maybe I'll make one. <laughs> <laughs> but so much of the so much of the the strength of our female characters really gets undermined in this episode. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I like Willow. Willow loving to teach. Of course, you know, loving to be unpaid. Yeah. I'm presuming they're not yeah, paying her for this. And he's just of... asking her to like, <laughs> yeah. This is, um, Sunnydale has like, the worst student... PTA ever. That's all I, like, Oh, no, seriously. Clearly. It's just, it's, it's a complete mess. Like, nobody but who can possibly, there's nobody what? who knows computers in all of Sunnydale. <laughs> But um, but anyway, but I like that Willow is um, is teaching. I like that she is excited about that work. I like that, you know, he asks her to change Gage's grade um, and she has a real conflict with that. And she's like, this is not OK. You know, yeah. um, instead of just being like, oh, OK, I guess a person in position of power told me to do this. So I guess I got to do it. And it's OK. Huh? She's like, no, that's not right. You know, and I like that. I like that about Willow. Um but yeah, there isn't there isn't a lot of girl power in it's, this uh, in this episode. Yeah. But we we got we got some. She she slams his face against the steering wheel, and yeah. I think that's fairly yeah. Satisfying. It's not me I'm worried about. I mean, she's perfectly capable of protecting yes. herself, mm-hmm. and she's I mean she's grossed out by him, but she's not afraid of him, yeah. and I appreciate right. that. Mm-hmm. I like that too. I like that too. All right, so Noelle, what is your favorite part? I love the body horror moment of the monster bursting out of Gage. I'm, I, I mean, it's a great effect. The hand, the like crazy clawed. What they have claws? Awesome. It's so neat. Yeah, it's really. I don't know. It's they're fishy claws. They're fishy claws. Do fish have claws? Mm-hmm. I don't think they've they've like you know fins. Maybe some have claws. Someone right? is screaming at their at their yeah. podcast. They're uh, like lobsters. <laughs> Lobsters are basically ocean scissors. That's what they are. Yeah, I, don't know. I thought lobsters were ocean cockroaches. I, I've heard that too. Okay, but they're delicious. They are delicious cockroaches, which raises the question: Are cockroaches yeah. delicious? I think I think we can save that question. Let's put that on a shelf and, and look at that. Never. Uh, my favorite part. <laughs> My favorite part is just that whole run with Buffy where she's like, you know, we're looking for demons with low cholesterol. And then Giles just stares at her and she says, you're going to think about that later, mister. And you're going to laugh. And I'm like, every time I think about that line, it always makes me laugh. It is adorable. I love that Buffy is acknowledging her sense of humor. Yeah. You know, that she's funny because like we always talk about Buffy is so you know she's beautiful and she's strong and she kicks ass and she's athletic and she can kill a vampire or two you know and like she she has all of these things but we never talk about how funny she yeah. is we never talk about how smart she is you know and I like that we're acknowledging that she's funny and she's yes anding Xander I mean teamwork. I know. the skin's the best I part love it. a little yes <laughs> and yes right and. that ever kill anybody <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. All right. That's it for today. We made it through Go Fish. Yay. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Lonnie takes the rest of the day off. Right. You can join in the discussion on Twitter by following Lonnie at Lonnie Diane Rich and me at Noella Loud and using the hashtag still pretty. 
You can also visit the Chipperish forums. Go to chipperish.com, click on forum, and join in the fun. Chipperish Media is entirely listener-supported, and we need you. Just $1 a month gets you access to our new podcast, Still Chipper, where your intrepid hosts talk about what's delighting them this week, and the Discord chat with me and Noelle and all the Chipperish patrons who all know that there is no such thing as spending too much time with Giles. For those of you who remember that as a reference from this terrible terrible episode <laughs> visit patreon.com slash chipperish and throw in a buck or more our next stretch goal means still pretty t-shirts and you know you want one and i know everybody thinks that that dollar doesn't make a difference but it really does if you've got a dollar it does if you've got a dollar we want your dollar it, it really just helps a us dollar, just a dollar a month really really helps us uh keep the show going yeah it makes it's a huge thing. I'm taking on more and more co-hosts, and I pay you guys. So like, I, need, I need you're you just collecting co-hosts. <laughs> Love it exactly, and I want more co-hosts. So send us some money so I can afford to hire more people. <laughs> you can also show your support uh, for no money. Should you have mm-hmm. no money, or if you know whatever. <laughs> I'm entirely interested. You do what you want with your money. You do your what money you want. It's your choice. <laughs> but I really Let's throw us a dollar, please. <laughs> <laughs> a really great free way to support the show is by giving Still Pretty a five star review on Apple Podcasts, or by telling your friends about the show, or talking about us on social media. Or acknowledging Buffy's freaking trauma, because seriously, what the hell, people? I know, my God. Anyway, we will be back next time with Becoming Parts 1 and 2, the 21st and 22nd episodes of Season 2. And I am going to, I I yelled and ranted through this episode. Next week, it's just going to be the sounds of me weeping. (laughs) I cry so much. Becoming Parts 1 and 2 kill me inside. Um, Until then... You're going to think about that later, mister, and you're going to laugh. <laughs>